Deadline Day Extravaganza, Episode 2. The Marlins, they end up making not just but one, not just two, but three deals at the deadline. And boy, oh boy, we already spoke about Jake Berger for Jake Eder, but now we have to talk about Josh Bell. Now we have to talk about Garrett Cooper. Now we have to talk about Gene Segura and Khalil Watson. The Marlins make two deals, acquiring Josh Bell and another deal, what looks to be sending away Garrett Cooper, potentially as a salary dump. This is Locked On Marlins, baby. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast, really daily at this point. Uh, I'm your host, of course, Peter Pratt. Hit me up at Miami Marlins underscore UK via X or Twitter or whatever you call it these days. This, of course, is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen, if not your second listen, because this has been a double episode. As soon as we hit end record... Two deals drop for the Marlins, straight one after the other. And so myself, the UK GOAT, Sean Barrett, are back in town. There is a YouTube channel, of course, guys. Make sure you head on over the, head on over to there and make sure you hit subscribe. We're almost up to 900 subscribers. We should be at 1,000 by the end of today's activities. No doubt. This is an emergency pod, an emergency of an emergency of an emergency. Sean Barrett, the UK GOAT, is back. Sean Barrett, Garrett Cooper, traded. By the Marlins. We thought it could happen. We just spoke about it nine minutes ago. The Marlins announced Garrett Cooper gone. How you feeling, brother? Yeah, I'm I'm not good right now. No. Um, this, it's a pain. Is, this is this is not what I wanted. Um yeah, it, it, <laughs> times are tough right now. We literally just finished a extensive trade deadline podcast and we were having a little debrief at the end of it, and all of a sudden there was a Takes were made, what the bleep tweet from him, which was a quote tweet of a missed tweet, which was basically that the Marlins were making further trades. Uh, and here we are. Garrett Cooper is no longer a Miami Marlin. Here we are. I think it's probably a touch unfair to say that it's been a salary dump for Coop. I don't think that's the situation. I think that... Um, you know, we'll get into this Coop one anyway, but I, I think we really want to... like. Actually, no, let's start with Coop. Uh, let's start with that package, and then we'll kind of go from there. So the, the Cooper deal is Marlins acquiring Ryan Weathers from the Padres. So Garrett Cooper heading over to the San Diego Padres. I don't think the Padres are done this year, by the way. Like, I still think there's a way those boys could catch fire. So it would not totally shock me, by the way, if Garrett Cooper ends up making the postseason but not with the Marlins, and maybe the Marlins don't make it. Who knows? Like, who knows how it goes for Coop there in San Diego? That's going to be a fun team. Coop back out west as well, by the way. Got to call that out. Uh, he'll enjoy that for the family situation, I'm sure. But Ryan Weathers uh, uh, going to the Marlins. Garrett Cooper going to the Padres, as well as Sean Reynolds, I believe, heading over there. So two players over for Ryan Weathers. When you look at Ryan Weathers' numbers uh, this year... They don't look particularly good. He's a lefty guy. 
Uh, by all accounts, he's even younger than Jake Eder. So it's funny that maybe the Marlins move Jake Eder and then kind of get a guy back that maybe they think there could be some organizational, you know, development and recreate maybe Jake Eder with Ryan Weathers. I don't know. On the face of it, though, Sean, considering you've got Coop and Reynolds going um, and Ryan Weathers coming back, I don't think this trade on its own makes a ton of sense at this point. But I guess as you maybe piece together the other two deals, does it make any more sense? Or are you still scratching your head on this one? I am like I'm biased, obviously, but I am still stretching scratching my head because for me, if you look at Josh Bell's numbers for this year specifically, like are they any better than Coop's? No, like Coop obviously is a is a expiring deal and and I kind of resigned myself to the fact that that, that was probably going to happen that they were either going to trade him this year or they were going to lose him at the end of the year. I, I kind yeah. of accepted that. Um, I still think that Coop, in, in my mind, could could deliver a a better final couple of months than than Josh Bell could. I I'm not against Josh Bell. Like I would like to see him have been added. On top of having keeping Cooper, like yeah. this isn't an anti Bell um, situation. This is just a situation where I think that the Marlins have kind of like they've swapped two similar very guys, and and I don't see Brian Weathers being that big of a deal that the Marlins would go out of their way to to trade this situation. But that's me being biased. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I I will say with and actually let's talk about it because I think you do have to piece these together. Like they they've happened bang bang. Lewis Arias vibes, John Jay bang. Anyway, they've happened together. Josh Bell is the other major move, mate. So the Marlins go and get Josh Bell. I always liked the fit for Josh Bell anyway. Always felt like he hit well at Lone Depot. Whenever I saw Josh Bell hitting for the Nats or whatever it might be, felt like he always hit well. And Going the other way, we've just spoke about it on the previous episode. We're talking about Jake Berger. Where's Jake Berger going to play? How does this fit in? Is Gene Segura going to play third base? Jake Berger, is he going to play first base? Well, if if Segura's around, then that's going to be the case. But you did, I think, sprinkle out the idea that maybe the Marlins do look to move Gene Segura now as part of a deal. You end up with Josh Bell coming in and Gene Segura going out. However... Attached to that, which is effectively what the real swap is, the Marlins are effectively trading Segura's money. Maybe that balances out with Josh Bell's potentially if he opts in, and we'll talk about that as well. But they're effectively trading Khalil Watson here for Josh Bell. And just to call out, by the way, Josh Bell, he has an opt-out, a player opt-out at the end of this year. He could opt into a one-year $16.5 million deal, but he could, in two months' time, legitimately opt out of that deal. So the Marlins acquiring Josh Bell from the Cleveland Guardians, going the other way, Gene Segura and Khalil Watson. I know we started with the Garrett Cooper news, but boy, oh boy, for me, this is a true blockbuster that's happening here. Not only with the Josh Bell acquisition, not only with Gene Segura going the other way, but for me, the real talk track on this one 
Khalil Watson, who I believe is the highest, has the highest ceiling of any Marlins hitter in the system. I think he could be, he's at least in their top five prospects, in my opinion. So this feels like a huge price to pay to go and get Josh Bell. What's your reaction on this deal? It's there's so many things to sort of like factor in right now, isn't it? There is. It's absolutely crazy. So Segura, we knew that like he's been okay since like he returned, but the Marlins, if you factor in the eight and a half next year plus the the two million buyout for twenty twenty five, which they actually yep. would have scheduled in, that's ten million. Like that's the Marlins have got themselves out of that situation, and and for that. To occur, obviously, they're going to have to take in Bell. Bell's going to earn $16.5 million next year. There is, in my opinion, no way that he opts out of that. He would not earn that in the free market, in my eyes. Absolutely no, no way. The bit, so you're talking two different salary dumps. The Marlins have freed themselves up from the Segura money, but they're paying the Bell money. For me, the, the biggest aspect of this is that Watson situation. The Marlins clearly have said, we don't trust that Watson is ever going to deliver at the major league level, and, and we're happy to give up on him. Because, quite frankly, that's what they've done. It, we know it's been a rocky road for Cleo Watson with the Marlins and the organization. Like They drafted a young dude. Huge amount of tools, huge amount of hype, had to go way over slot. He fell in the draft. The Marlins took him. You know, they took him because they felt they could get this, you know, a deal done. They did get a deal done. And listen, you give an 18-year-old kid five million, whatever it was, six million, whatever the number was, like anything can happen at that point. And the kid had a lot of growing up to do. The profile remains good, the tools remain good. When you look at Josh Bell, though, mate. At this point, this year, like, let's just have a brief look here. Josh Bell in 2023, he's got a zero war. Zero war. OPS plus 96. Josh Bell is a below average hitter. Below average at this point in 2023. And the Marlins have effectively sent their best hitting prospect, their highest ceiling prospect, for potentially two months, and if it isn't two months, it's a year and two months of overpriced, potentially overpriced, maybe switch-hitting production of first base. This is a true head-scratcher for me. Are the, are the Marlins just had enough of Khalil Watson? Were they that, you know, disenamored with him? Is that even a word, disenamored? I don't even know if it is. But are they that out on Khalil Watson The they found a way to get him out of the organization to go and get Josh Bell, who they've then replaced Gerrit Cooper with, that they've gone and gotten a left-handed guy that's been absolutely terrible at the major league level. Massive shakeup here. All this is connected. When you sit back and reflect on it, and it's hard to do that because we're doing this effectively live, which is, doesn't, it isn't easy. It's almost midnight now. I know I've had two glasses of wine. You may have had similar amounts. So we're piecing together the numbers here. Here's what we know. Jake Berger acquired, Segura out, Berger's going to third base. Has to be. Jake Berger will have to be starting at third base now for the Marlins at this point. Garrett Cooper, who was taking a ton of playing time at first base, 
Traded away, the Marlins get Josh Bell. The one, and this is what I didn't say earlier that I should have said, that we have to call out with Bell. It's the one difference with Coop, switch hitter. Switch hitter so they can get the lefty power if they want it. Berger's a righty. Coop would have been a righty. Soler's a righty. All your power becomes righty. At least Bell, switch hitter, can give you some power from the left side like Jazz Chisholm Jr. So I think, and, and, and Jesus Sanchez clearly. So maybe that feeds into it where they think, okay, let's get switchy, switch hitter. But it looks like Coop out, Bell in, Segura out, Berger in. That's going to be what's going to happen. And to make those deals happen, plus you get Weathers in that's maybe a project, you have to send away Jake Eady, probably your best pitching prospect, and Khalil Watson, your best offensive prospect at this point. Whew. Have I summed it? Have I pieced it together here, Sean? Is this is this making sense in your head? I have one point of contention. Please, I have consistently insisted, quite rightfully, that Cooper <laughs> consistently is, insisted. I love that, by the way. Cooper is fantastic against lefties. In 2023, Cooper has a 141 WRC plus against lefties. I oh, don't boy. like. For me, I don't get it. Like trading Cooper. For Bell, having to give up Watson. Yes, you get rid of the, the money from Segura, but then you're taking on the money from Bell. These two deals make zero sense to me. Absolutely zero sense to me. I'm with you. I mean, you've summed it up better than me. Again, this is happening real time. We're recording this episode of Lockdown Man. It's pretty much real time. We haven't had time to dwell on it. But what we're saying here is the Marlins have traded for Bell to replace Cooper and have got worse by doing so and have had to send Khalil Watson for the privilege. And earn no extra money relief because they're taking on Bell, who for sure is going to take that deal. Exactly. Garrett Cooper was earning four and a bit million this year. Bell at 16 and a half next year, when if he opts in, they're taking on money there. It's an extra 12 million. They are, you know, they're potentially moving away from the 10 and a half we've mentioned for Segura. So these deals do connect, but boy, oh boy, this is a big shakeup here. The Marlins effectively just having a, a straight up swap of their corner infield positions, it seems. Um, they've definitely got better at third base. I have to say that. Like, you, you have to look at it and go, the, the burger deal, they've got better. They could have DFA'd Segura. It's like, you know, they could have moved that. They've ended up taking on more money anyway. So it wasn't like you had to move Segura and Coop to then get Bell. If they were that out on Segura, they could have just DFA'd him and at the dough anyway. Burger's league minimum. So you get an above average dude for league minimum, then all good. We'll carry on this conversation shortly, but before we do that, this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Game Time. Yes, sir. Um, and listen, you can forget buying tickets in advance. You don't have to, and it shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. Stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. They have tickets, deals right up to the day of the event. And they have exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, 
baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, so snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on MLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on MLB for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, you're here with the UK GOAT, Sean Barrett, and myself, Peter Pratt. We are, we're recapping on two deadline, literally deadline deals the Marlins have pulled. The Marlins acquiring Josh Bell, sending Gene Segura and Khalil Watson to make it happen to the Cleveland Guardians. Garrett Cooper also traded away, headed to the San Diego Padres. The Marlins get in. Ryan Weathers back in that deal. Uh, the Marlins also have to send Sean Reynolds to make it happen. Two deals, three deals in the last hour, effectively. I think it was the last hour. So the Marlins really left it late. Um, Sean, one final question here on, on, on just what actually happened at the deadline. The Marlins don't get, in my opinion, I don't think, well, I think Weathers is probably going to go down to AAA at this point. Like, I, I don't see how you can look at that production and think, hey, this guy's going to go straight into the rotation. Um the Marlins, it appears, haven't really signed the innings eater we were talking about, uh, or traded for, sorry, signed, but traded for the innings eater we were expecting. Uh, the Orioles snagged Jack Flaherty. Looks like the Dodgers ended up getting Ryan Yarbrough, by the way, um, late doors. Few guys that didn't get dealt, but overall, general surprise, they didn't get that arm in the end. To a certain degree, like not much of a surprise. I think, I think it was a push, given the, the assets that the Marlins had. Especially now that we've we've seen what they've had to give up to to get what they've got, um, I think like we saw that Cease didn't get traded. I don't think the Marlins had the assets for that. Yarbrough, I, I would kind of like to personally, but ultimately, like Weathers, like if you're talking about a quasi inning eater, like a, a number five and a number six, which is basically a number five. But yeah, maybe he could do that work for the Marlins. Um, I think the cost, <laughs> of course, I think the cost is high because yeah. it's Cooper. But but ultimately, look, the Marlins, I've, they've done what they've done now. Like that, that's all I can say. Like we'll, we'll we'll have more chance to break this down in the coming days and weeks, uh, and and between now and the playoffs, ultimately, <laughs> the Marlins are where they are, mate. There's more. More is happening here. This is just so funny. Hearing a report here that infielder Gene Segura will be released by the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> mean Gene traded and released like he was added in there as pure salary. That's the that that's the point, right? Is if I get they saved that as part of the Bell situation. But if Coop was the collateral damage there, then keep Coop. Just keep Coop and send Segura on his way. So Segura now will be traded and released, which is interesting. He'll be scooped up by someone, I'm sure. Here's the other breaking news, mate, as well. Off the back of all of this, Andrew Nardi activated before today's game. And that was expected. We were thinking, okay, who could go down? 
when you activate the picture, we now have the answer. Edward Cabrera optioned the AAA. Optioned the AAA. Andrew Nardi uh, recalled. Um, and, oh, hold on. It's saying... I don't know what it's saying. I'm getting confused here. I think Garrett Hampson's also been recalled. Oh, Hampson's recalled because Segura's gone, I guess. I don't know what's happening here, but I think Nardi's recalled and Eddie Cabrera's been optioned. That, to me, is saying that... Is that saying that George Soriano's going to slide into the rotation? Is that what it's saying? Sean, reaction to that? Edward Cabrera optioned. We spoke about it in the episode about 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago now. Uh, we couldn't trust him. The Marlins right now can't trust Eddie Cabrera. Um, they're right to, I think, put more trust into George Soriano, in my opinion. What about you? I think it could just be as easy as he has options and that the Marlins have sent him down so that they can bring a guy up, eat some innings, get some get some play, and he could be up as soon as possible. Like it is a case of like Eddie is going to have to at this point now that we've accepted the fact that the, the trade deadline is done, but the Marlins yeah. aren't adding anybody in. The the people that the, the Marlins have are all they have now, and they are going to have to be in a situation where that that's all we need. Because if the Marlins are going to make the playoffs, they've got what they've got, and. Uh, <laughs> I might not be the biggest fan of the moves they've made. I might not be as optimistic as I'd like to be about the future, but ultimately tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have to convince myself that the Marlins have all they need to make the playoffs. Man, oh man, it's been a wild day. Garrett Hampson has been recalled. Uh, I've no idea. I guess it's for Gene Segura. Could be for Garrett Cooper. I don't even know what's happening. It's really hard to package this together. Uh, in real time. However, here's what we know. The Marlins have acquired Josh Bell and they have acquired Ryan Weathers. They've also acquired Jake Berger that we've also covered in that previous episode. Uh, the Marlins sent Gene Segura the other way and he has been released immediately, effectively, by the Cleveland Guardians. But to swap that money and to take on Bell's money, potentially, they've had to send Khalil Watson. Steep price for some money transfer there on that one. Garrett Cooper... Sent to the Padres along with Sean Reynolds. Wild day. Andrew Nardi's back. Sandy Alcantara, we shouldn't forget, is on the mound right now. We're six minutes into the game. I've no idea what's happening. With that being said, I hope you've enjoyed two emergency pods with zero prep. But we're piecing this together as best we can. It's been a wild deadline. Sean was uncertain on the first deal. He's even more uncertain after this. I need to go and have a lie down. I need the Marlins to win this game today. And I need to think about how this all comes together. Nevertheless, thanks for joining myself, the UK GOAT as well, Sean Barrett, on a double emergency deadline extravaganza. Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first and second listens. And of course, we'll be back tomorrow to try and fully unpack everything. And we'll see you then.